Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. How's it going? It's Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast coming in early on this Sunday. Uh, normally we do these post-game recaps immediately after the game, but both because of my personal schedule and the fact that the game was uh, pretty late, uh, ended pretty late last night, we figured we'd come and speak to you live here the uh, you know, the day after and give a little, I, I guess, if you want to call it a post-mortem or whatever you want to call it. Um, but we're, I'm happy to have you uh, join me today as we talk about some things uh, in the week preseason week one opener, the first game, live action game we saw under Zach Taylor and his new coaching staff. There is a lot to get to in terms of my thoughts, my reactions. I'm going to try and get to some of your comments, your questions as we get here. I'll be here for a little bit as we go through and kind of dissect what occurred on, on uh, Saturday evening. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. By the way, I did notice, uh, I did notice last time that a couple of you, uh, you know, kind of jabbed me a little bit saying, you know, oh, don't worry, he's going to introduce himself again. The reason I do that, just FYI, is because during these live broadcasts, people come and go at different times. They watch little snippets of it, and then they come back and watch and all of that. Sometimes people are new to CincyJungle.com, and we have, I've seen it happen before, where other fans of our site introduce other Bengals fans uh, to us, and they may have no idea who I am. They may have no idea who Cincy Jungle is, what I do, so I apologize if it gets a little irritating that I reintroduce myself during the duration of these videos and these uh, little audio snippets. But, you know, we have new people coming in, especially with a new season of Bengals football starting. There are new readers, new listeners. So I just like to introduce myself so you know who the heck I am and what I'm talking about as we go through it. But if you want to leave some questions and comments, I will try to get to those as we talk about the Bengals preseason loss to the Chiefs, they lost the game 38-17, to so obviously a three-touchdown difference there. Not great, but there, there were positives, there were negatives, and then there were some overall impressions. I'm going to get to all of those, at least ones that I had. I would love to hear yours as well. I guess we could start with some of the positives, okay? To me, the positives here, uh, I, I saw a lot to like, and I guess it's a little bit to be expected based on the talent level that's been accumulated over the past couple of years and the, you know, just in general, what we've seen in camp. 
Um, and here we go. Greg Brown Jr. just starts it off with Alden Tate on the roster as a must. That's kind of where I'm starting. The wide receiver group and the running back groups were, were pretty impressive last night. And I, I think there's a couple things to talk about. Now, Tyler Boyd, um, aside from, and I'll, I'll talk about this in just a little bit in the negatives, but aside from that very early kind of gaffe that he had where, you know, he, he fumbled the ball, but it was ruled, luckily it was ruled a drop that could have been called either way. I mean, I guess technically it was a, a drop. He didn't really have full possession of it, but an early mistake that really could have bit the Bengals in a hole there. Um, so, Aside from that, he showed, you know, the same Tyler Boyd we've seen, moving the chains, 10-yard catches, 12-yard catch, you know, just boom, 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 a couple of nice catches on the early drive there, and still being productive without a lot of guys in the lineup. So uh, you had to like what you saw from Tyler Boyd. The other young receivers, okay, Josh Malone, he has been really making a name for himself in camp since A.J. Green went down with an injury, was wide open on what should have been a touchdown, uh, a deep touchdown catch, uh, made a couple of other nice grabs. I liked what I saw from him. Alden Tate, uh, a couple of plays later after the Malone, um, the Malone miss touchdown, Alden Tate had a nice jump ball grab. It was a nicely thrown ball by Andy Dalton, but uh, a good play by Alden Tate. He co-led the team in receiving yards, as did – rookie Stanley Morgan. So all of those guys had some nice, uh, had some nice things that they showed. Obviously there's not going to be a, you know, the huge statistical output because it's preseason game one guys are coming and going out of the lineup. They're seeing what they have from other guys, but you have to like what you saw from the, some of the receivers that are below AJ green. And some of these guys that you need to see step up in uh, kind of a starting type of role or a, ro a, a rotational role. So, um, it was nice to see Alden Tate make a play deep down the field where, yeah, he was contested in coverage. He didn't break break free, but he used his size over a much smaller defensive back, as he should, and make a play. So I really like that. Travion Williams had some nice moments. He left the game with a rib injury. I don't think that's anything serious, but he had some nice moments. I liked what I saw from him and the rookie Ellis uh, in the passing game, and I think that that's indicative of – um, you know, what's going to be a part of this offense. They, they like those versatile guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield. And I think that that's going to be a useful tool for the Cincinnati Bengals and their offense as we go on. Joe Mixon can catch the football. Obviously, Gio Bernard is probably their best pass catching back. Trevion Williams showed the ability and we didn't even see Rodney Anderson play. So um, both he, both Trevion Williams and Ellis had some nice moments as receivers. Ellis had the touchdown grab later in the night. So you got to like that. I, I was encouraged by what I saw from the center position and at, at times the left tackle position in Cordy Glenn, the early groups, um, you know, no, uh, to, that I saw no real noticeable uh, mistakes, not a great night from the unit. I'll talk more about that overall, but uh, you know, uh, nothing that I can sit here and, and say, Oh boy, you know, disaster from those, those two spots. And those two spots were a bit inconsistent last year. Um, you have to like that the, the game was a 7-7 tie when both first units left the left the the game. Now, who knows what would have happened beyond that, but in the preseason game where you gauge, really, uh, aside from doing player evaluations in quarters two, three, and four for guys to round out the backsides of your roster, where you really evaluate is in quarter one and maybe into quarter two when your starters are playing, some of your heavy rotational players are playing. That's really a good gauge of things. So 7-7 tie, 
you know, I had I had friends and others uh, texting me saying, oh, it's going to be – Mahomes is going to blow him out right away early. You know, they're going to run him out of the building. Well, 7-7 tie by the time both Andy Dalton and Patrick Mahomes were out of the game. Again, could have snowballed further. Either way, we don't know. But that's – you have to, I guess, be kind of encouraged by that. I thought Ryan Finley played pretty well aside from the interception at the end of the game. Uh, very methodical. I think he had 11 straight completions or something to that effect. So – very, uh, you know, just nice pitch and catch. Nothing flashy, really, from him. He did throw the touchdown pass to Ellis out in the flat uh, after kind of moving around a little bit. Saw him and, and fed him the ball. That was a nice read. So I was encouraged by Ryan Finley, especially after what we've been hearing about him in camp. It didn't look uh, – it didn't really look uh, – he didn't look ill-prepared, I guess, as we've seen in some of the – um, some of the practices. Uh, lastly, I'm going to say this, like I said, kind of tying back into the 7-7 tie early in the game. This was a game that didn't have John Ross, didn't have A.J. Green, didn't have Joe Mixon, didn't have Gio Bernard, didn't have Geno Atkins, didn't have Tyler Eifert, didn't have Darquez Denard, and I believe did not have William Jackson. Those are uh, one, two, three, well, one, two, three, four, five first-round picks, a potential the two other second round picks and a potential hall of fame player in geno atkins that all did not play for the team so again the Bengals were hit by injuries heavily last year they played it safe this week um you know and and a lot of these guys seem to be if not all of them seem to be ready or will be ready for the or you know the beginning of the season but that's a number of starters and or heavy rotational players that you're missing that, that could have a huge impact on the score in the game. So I hate to lean on an excuse, but that's something you have to take into account. I see Randy Owens in our live Facebook chat here. Offense look good with pre-snap motion to identify defensive looks. I think that's something also that you're going to see. I, I think you're going to see that kind of intelligent level high intelligence football on offense that's going to be shown by Zach Taylor and company. I thought, you know, I, I thought that that was good. Alberto Romero says Finley looked good. I think yeah, I talked about that. Yeah. Fin and Michael Burke says Finley over Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. Uh, Finley definitely had a better, better week. And I, I think, you know, if it does come down to two signal callers based on the investment, the Bengals made in Ryan Finley, Finley to move up in the draft to get him. I think just because of that, I think he has a leg up with things and this new staff liking him more probably than Jeff Driscoll. We'll see again, as I mentioned earlier, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the orange and black insider Bengals podcast. Happy to have you with us on this Sunday as we talk about the Bengals' preseason loss, 38-17 to the Chiefs, the preseason opening loss, uh, again, I hate to reintroduce myself, but if you're just joining us or if you're new to Cincy Jungle, happy to have you with us. Some of the negatives, and there's a lot, unfortunately. There are a lot of negatives. Um, I, I, As I kind of reviewed the film again this morning, I saw dumb mistakes by veteran guys that should not be making them, even though it's preseason game one. Yes, these mistakes are happening, but these are your captains of your team. Andy Dalton missing that throw to Josh Malone. You can criticize the arm strength and that we've seen Dalton hit those throws. It's the inconsistency. I, I, he's got the strength to hit it. He just massively underthrew that ball. That should be a touchdown every day of the week. I would say Josh Malone had a good five yards beyond the defensive back should be a touchdown. Not to harp just on Dalton Dunlap had a had a false start penalty or not a false start excuse me an encroachment penalty on defense on the first drive helped aid that drive can't have that from Carlos Dunlap and then the, I mentioned earlier the Boyd dropped 
ball that that almost was a fumble and, and could have really hurt the Bengals early in this game, and that was a an ugly sign right away. I get I get it that you know butterflies and nerves and all that kind of stuff with a new staff, a lot of young guys on this team, you know, a lot of your starters, as I mentioned, are out, but you got to step up and you can't make these silly mistakes, even if it is preseason game one. Good news. This is the time you want to make them if you're going to make them. So, uh, you know, you got to have that. Um, I saw a lot of same issues, especially on defense as last year, uh, in that they can't cover running backs. They can't cover tight ends. Um, the first drive, I saw Travis Kelsey have a nice catch. Blake Bell had a big catch out of the flat that turned into a, you know, the tight ends just killed him on that first drive again. Um, you know, Nickerson had it had a nice interception later in the game, but he also was duped later on. He was covering a back out of the backfield. Um, I think it was Dar- Darwin. I can't remember his last name, but running back made a nice play, nice catch, and just flat out, beat him to the ball and outran him to the sideline and into the end zone. These are the types of things that plague a team. Now, granted, that's not Preston Brown. This is a backup player, but we've seen this time and time again from Hardy Nickerson, not to pick on him. Malik Jefferson had a bad night. The linebacking core had a bad night in general. So still a lot of the same issues on defense that I saw. Um, the poorest defense in general, letting up 38 points to an explosive team that you know is going to put up points. New defensive coordinator, a lot to figure out there. There is a lot to figure out there. Again, no, no Geno Atkins. I believe William Jackson did not play, and no Darquez Denard. So that is always, always, always going to plague you to to lose those guys out of your lineup. But still, um, you know, a lot of a lot of issues on defense. And then again, the offensive line inconsistency. Talking about that, the left guard situation remains. A borderline disaster. John Jerry had, uh, I, I think, one if not two penalties at the beginning of the game as a starting left guard. Christian Westerman didn't get into the game until later. Didn't look that great. So um, that continues to be a major, major issue uh, at left guard. Right tackle, uh, tackle depth in general is very cringeworthy right now. So um, you know, all of that still remains an issue. Again, the two weak spots that we have noticed on this team continue to seem to be some weak spots going forward in the offensive line at certain spots, as well as the linebacking group. Darius Phillips, <sighs> you got to hang on to the ball, man. You got to hang on to the ball. I get nerves. I get it. I get it. I understand. They gave you an opportunity to, you know, this – this is his best opportunity to make the team. He's not going to probably make the team as a defensive back this year or as primarily as a defensive back because the Bengals have Jackson, Denard, Kirkpatrick, B.W. Webb, all of these guys that they like and are going to be at the top of the cornerback group. Um, so Phillips was a guy that had touchdowns all different kinds of ways in college, including punt returns and kick returns. Muffed two punts, lost one of them, and it cost the Bengals points. So you can't win games that way. This was, you know, the Bengals are relying on Alex Erickson to take the next step in their in an offensive role, maybe throttle back a little bit on the kick return duties. And, you know, Darius Phillips really did not take an opportunity and run with it. In fact, he dropped it. You like what I did there? I did. Uh, I thought Jeff, Jeff Driscoll did not play very well. Um, I, I, you know, just very pedestrian. His offensive line did not help him. There were, you know, not not a lot of help around him. But same kind of things we saw 
from Driscoll when he started games for the Bengals late last year when Andy Dalton was injured. You know, um, very, very massive dry spells, a couple of nice plays here and there. Then he'll kind of rally the team to some points when they're already down by a lot. It, it's the same kind of story. So, um, you know, I think we've seen what we need to see from Jeff Driscoll, both in the last incarnation of the offense and this one. Overall, and I'm going to get to some of these questions and comments. I appreciate your patience. Uh, overall, here's the thing. I mean, it's it's preseason game one, new team, new coach, all that kind of stuff, new coaches. Uh, I don't think even though you lose by three touchdowns, I don't think it was an awful first impression, uh, especially given the guys who were out. But I also don't think it's very inspiring for a new era of Bengals football either. I think that the, these are all – there were a lot of issues. The negatives outweighed the positives. There were a lot of positives to take away, but the negatives outweighed it. And, um, you know, I think, I think you do need to wait until preseason games two and three to get a little bit more of an accurate read on this team, the starters and what they're capable of. Um, I noticed that if the injuries strike this team heavily once again, which unfortunately seems to kind of be the case with the Bengals, uh, they've already done it so far. It's already happened already at the beginning of this year, whether they're minor or somewhat major or very major. Um, this team's in trouble if the injuries strike heavily again. Um, there is some very, very inconsistent positional depth across this roster, as I mentioned. You know, they're the, the running backs and the wide receivers seem to be very deep. You could even argue quarterback seems to be a, a decent, decently deep position. Um, you know, th there's some good edge rushers, all that kind of stuff, but Offensive line, weak. Linebacker is weak. There, there are other areas. So there, there's some very, very differing levels of positional depth on this Bengals team. And uh, that showed again, uh, once again, this, this uh, Saturday. Um, I do not think, and I'm, I got two more kind of final thoughts here. I do not think that this roster is set as it is. I think that the team is going to look to make some moves at final cuts, potentially make a trade. I'm not saying they're going to trade for like a Trent Williams or anything like that, but I think that there might be some sort of, uh, there might be one or two kind of additions that uh, as, as some of these evaluations continue to go through the preseason, I think the team is, the roster is not set. I think that they have a pretty good idea as to who's going to remain here. I have a couple of theories as to who may be dealt if there is a trade situation. I'm not going to say that right now, but we'll see. Um, I, I just I think that this team is still still going to um, you know what still going to add some players. And finally, this is the thing that kind of I guess upset me the most. The Chiefs are one of the AFC favorites to go to, if not win the Super Bowl this year. It's in Kansas City. Last year, the Bengals got blown out in Kansas City on primetime. This game, I guess you can, could consider it was on primetime Saturday night in Kansas City against a quality team. You have your team out there, new coaching staff. You have an opportunity to kind of make a, a good showing for yourself. Not necessarily a win, but good showing for yourself. To me, same venue, primetime venue, all that kind of stuff. A lot of stumbles. Um, and that – we attributed a lot to Marvin Lewis. Um, you could attribute it to just it being preseason game one, which is very, very valid. Um, you know, it is Zach Taylor's first game as a head NFL head coach as well. Valid. But 
I hope this isn't a continuing pattern. That's that's my point. I hope that this primetime issue is not a continuing pattern here with the Bengals and under Zach Taylor. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Um, I'm looking at some some uh, questions and comments here. Uh, Jaron may say, I, tra- I say trade Denard. Um, I, maybe, I don't know. Uh, Greg Brown Jr. says Geo is gone. I don't I don't know about that either. Jim Seeker says a big who day from Edinburgh, Scotland. I think we'll make the playoffs, but we need a better QB than Dalton. Well, uh, playoffs would be a, a quite a feat um, at this point based on some of the things that we saw la- last night and um, really some of the projections by some of the, you know, the talking heads in the media. But um, I think this team has the ability to be competitive. It's just a matter of staying healthy, getting some experience in terms of the coaching staff and some of these young guys they've brought in and, and doing some other things. Um, Derek Lane says, I really hope they take the initiative and find a couple of good linemen that we need. Do you think it will happen? I, like I said, I think that they are, go- they are not done adding players to this roster. I mean, John Jerry was kind of added in the middle of, of uh, early summer, late spring workouts. Um, you know, I, I think th- I think they're going to do something. Whether that's a waiver wire pickup after final cuts, I, what position that might be, I don't know. But uh, you know, they added Andre Smith shortly before training camp. Um, I, I I think that they're going to do something. They're going to add somebody or some players, but we'll see how it ha- how it plays out. What positions that may be. I don't think this roster is is done being, um, you know, d- done being constructed wills will cc says preseason games are practice relax it's just one practice game i'm relaxed man are you relaxed i'm relaxed i'm just telling you the positives and negatives that i saw and some foresight into what could potentially be issues in the regular season um i I don't take much stock in a preseason game one i really don't but there are sometimes where there's smoke there's fire and we got to talk about it so um you know I, I this is interesting. I didn't really notice this because I didn't watch, uh, you know, so much of the the, the live telecast. I, I watched some of it and then I went back and wa- rewatched kind of the the film a little bit. But Paris Blair says you could visually see Taylor's frustration frustration with the penalties. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Um, let's see. Finley looked better than Driscoll. Yeah, Malik Jefferson could not get off the block to make plays. Yeah, he had, he struggled last night. Um, that 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 was not fun to watch. Uh, that was not fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> there's, I'm seeing a lot of stuff 
for inconsistency and all of that. Yeah, that's that's kind of missed tackles were an issue last year. Yeah, that was that was another uh, another thing that kind of kind of saw. You know, I I don't know how I I feel like you know when you saw the starters, even with the Bengals missing so many of them when you saw the starters play against each other, it didn't seem as if the Bengals were completely outmatched at that point with AJ Green out and John Ross out and Eifert out and all of that. I saw the the big mismatch when the twos and threes faced each other. And then the Bengals depth really kind of showed some of its warts a little bit. Um, and, and that's, that's, kind of my my feeling and that's that's both a positive and a negative because like I mentioned the injury struck last year and some of these guys had to step into big roles not every team it has the deepest roster that's just not how it how it is um but you know with so many starters out you got to be able to rely on some of these guys and um you know some of them didn't step up very well um you know Ron Ron De Niro says looking much of the same especially with the new coaches look one game one preseason game. It's the first preseason game. Last year, the Bengals almost went 4-0 in the preseason, and they ended up with six wins in the regular season. So uh, there's not a ton of stock to be taken into one preseason opening game under a new staff. But at the same time, I think there's a point with Ron's comment there with, you know, Zach Taylor is a first-time NFL head coach. Brian Callahan is a first-time NFL offensive coordinator and or, you know, he's new. Lou Anarumo, new defensive coordinator. Um, he's been in the league for a long time but never been a defensive coordinator. There's going to be growing pains. There are going to be growing pains. That's going to happen. Um, hopefully they get through some of those or a lot of those by the time preseason is done and they're ready to go by the time the regular season ends. I would imagine – that not very many of the coaches are pleased with what they saw last night. Muff punts, dropped footballs, missed tackles, you name it. They're, they're, I mean, a lot of it ran the gamut. Now, there were some bright spots, uh, as I mentioned, but I would imagine that the coaching staff is not very pleased, especially with a 21-point loss in their first showing. So, again, preseason game two, preseason game three, those that's really kind of the dress rehearsals for the, for the starters and how the team's going to look. They are still figuring some things out. I wish, and I've said this before, I'm going to get out of here in just a couple minutes here. I, The Jonah Williams injury, to me, is gigantic. And that affects, it's not just the left tackle position, but that affects the left guard position, potentially the right tackle position, if you, you know, however you wanted to construct the line. That had a major domino effect on the offensive line. And I think that things would be... a Feelings would be a lot stronger. Things would be looking a little bit better um, than they are if Jonah Williams was healthy. He is not. There's a possibility he could come back at some point this season. I don't. I would not count on that, but it's possible. I think that that injury had a major domino effect on the team and on the offense. But to me, it seems as if, and I guess this makes sense because Zach Taylor is an offensive-minded head coach. To me, it seems as if the offense is ahead of the uh, ahead of the curve as opposed to the defense right now. We had heard that the defense was was looking good in practices. We'd seen some nice things, but, um, you know, they are not – what I saw last night was not up to snuff. I think in a preseason game against a lot of scrubs, they let, they let up over – I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think it was close to 450 yards or definitely over 400 total yards. Can't have that. 
That's the kind of stuff that plagued him last year. This defense, if it can play at an average-ish level, maybe above, slightly above average, that sort of thing, this team will be competitive. That They'll find ways to win if the defense can do that. If it's going to be a lot more of the same that we saw last year, they're going to struggle to win games, and I think you're going to see a 6-7 win team at that point. they got to get things corrected, maybe make some additions, get some guys back in the lineup, and, and work on some things. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Thanks for joining us this Sunday. We're going to get out of here, let you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Um, you can find all the news, opinions, analysis, all that good stuff, videos like these. If you are joining us, uh, if you're just joining us, we have a, a podcast as well. Um that uh, is the Orange and Black Insider. You can get that on uh, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify. You can get it on Google Play, on Megaphone, and you can get it um, on YouTube. It's on Cincy Jungle. Join us, and we'll we'd love to have you download it where you can. And um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll let's hope for more positive things and things going in a in a different direction as the weeks pass. Here, thanks for joining us.